Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He's Mike McDaniel. Mike, the ACC Championship is in the books. The playoff is set. Uh, what, what do you think? Tight 25 minutes, quick recap, quick playoff preview, and uh, we're good and we're out of here, right? Yeah, it should be, should be nice and easy. Um, I've never complained about anything in my life more than I'm about to complain on this podcast. Yeah, you know, nothing nothing really all that newsworthy to see here. Um, wow. Just, you know, just, uh, yeah, a couple, couple newsworthy items. Just good old-fashioned college football BS. <sighs> oh, we got, we got time. We're going we're gonna to deep dive here. Um, Mike, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, uh, ACC championships in the books. Uh, Florida State, your ACC champions, uh, 13-0, and uh, finished the season undefeated. Great season for the Seminoles. Uh, the playoff yeah. selections are in. We'll talk about those. Uh, bowl lineup is here, and there was a process that got there. We'll talk about that. We've got a little bit of news we got to get to. We've got some things to discuss in this show. Uh, before we do that, first off, we are live right now. Sunday night is a couple minutes after 1030 on the East Coast. Um, we're live, youtube.com slash at the, at the ACC football podcast. Really appreciate the folks here in the chat already. Got it going, uh, helping to steer the discussion, helping to join in. So thank you to those folks. Uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like, hit the bell icon if you have not already. Really appreciate the folks that have done that. Uh, the, the, the number of people that have done that throughout the season has been incredible. And, and, and again, we really appreciate your all support. Um, we, uh, in, in otherwise, you know, if, if you're watching it after the fact, you know, go hit that subscribe button. That'd be great, too. Yeah, it would be. Um, if you don't like what you hear tonight, that's tough. I mean, <laughs> that, that's 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 tough. We've got to air a few grievances. Yeah. Yep. We're we're both kind of shocked that Louisville didn't make it in the field, I think. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that's what a Kentucky loss will do to you is. Uh, right. You know, and, yeah. and Pitt, honestly. Yeah. Pitt fired the super weapon. Yeah. The, the results on the field mattered there. Yeah, games matter, Mike. That's that's a founding principle of this sport, right? <laughs> Adam Parker already chiming in. Take it up with the committee if you have an issue. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> don't you, don't. Very, that, that was very funny. But yes, don't you worry. Mike, we, we agreed before before we hit the button to, to record and go live here. We, we have to talk about the ACC championship game first. Because if we, we don't... To. It won't, it won't get talked about. It won't happen. So let's start here. Saturday night in Charlotte, the number four Florida State Seminoles, 16, the number 14 Louisville Cardinals, six. What was that, Joey? Number four what? I, I'm just reading what ESPN is telling me. But before winning a conference championship, mm. number four Florida State. 16. Duly noted. Duly yes. noted. Um, yeah, they were number four. Louisville, they won a conference title, and they fell in the rankings. We'll, we'll come to find out. Uh, spoiler alert, if you weren't aware of, you know, what we were going to say here. Yeah, Florida State 16, Louisville 6. Um, Mike, in a game that <laughs> um, I think I think the best way I can probably describe this to start with is uh, my parents are in Key West right now. And uh, my dad texted me. Oh. My dad texted me like right after like right after the, the second half kicked off said, just getting back to the room, getting the TV on, what did I miss? And I said, nothing unless you're trying to get really pissed off watching Jack Plummer play quarterback. Um, it was 3 to nothing at halftime. Nothing happened in the first half. This was as much of a defensive struggle, rock fight game as I can remember in, me in recent memory. 
it went pretty much as I anticipated. I bet the under. Mm-hmm. That, that ended was up not being a probable. sweat. It was not a sweat. Uh, I ended up placing that bet after I found out that Brock Glenn might be starting this game, which that news broke on Friday. That Tate, I guess it's Tate Rodemaker. I've been calling him Tate Rodemaker. Everybody's calling him Tate Rodemaker, so maybe I was just pronouncing his name wrong. But when we found out that he probably wasn't going to play or at the very least was a game-time decision uh, with that concussion he suffered last week, I was thinking, okay, Florida State still might win this game, but it's going to be a slugfest. And lo and behold, it was. Uh, yeah, a defensive struggle for sure. Florida State had a lot of trouble moving the ball, which not a huge surprise. Louisville's got a good run defense, and Florida State really had trouble running against it because they were playing with a third-string quarterback, and it was pretty clear that they were going to try to run it a bunch because that's what you do when you have a true freshman making his first collegiate start in the conference title game. That's when you run the ball. And And, and Louisville knew that, and so Louisville is, of course, going to dare you to throw it and, and honestly, I felt like the if I could sum up the Florida State game plan, it was don't allow Brock Glenn to be in a position to maybe turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Like it was as safe and, and simple as it could be. And I, I, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just, you know, obviously it worked. They won the game. But it, it, Florida State did very little of anything that was like risky, dangerous, um, kind of going for it it was it was as conservative as could be and it, and it worked and it makes sense why but Louisville is also good enough that it, it you know they, they kept it close and they hung in there for the entirety of this game on defense especially yeah Louisville just offensively couldn't do anything right uh Florida State's defense was spectacular Mm-hmm. Really both freaking good. Really good. Both, Florida de- both defenses. Was outstanding. Florida State's was outstanding. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, this is a Louisville team that could really run the ball well mm-hmm. all year. Um, no matter who was carrying it, Isaac Garendo or Jawar Jordan, whoever was carrying the ball, they were able to rack up a lot of rushing yards against a lot of really quality opponents. And they could not do that against Florida State. Um, Florida State loaded the box as we anticipated they made jack Plummer try to beat them as we anticipated he could not as we anticipated um you picked louisville in this game for non-football reasons but purely for the football reasons we both kind of had the same idea a successful game for florida state was going to be making jack Plummer throw the ball on him to win Mm -hmm. he couldn't do it he flat out couldn't do it. And that just kind of confirms what we all thought. He's just another guy, Joey. He's just another guy. Man, like, and honestly, the way that this game went, I think if Jack Plummer had his best game, Louisville maybe could have won this. Like, it was there if Jack mm-hmm. Plummer was absolutely on his game, you know, playing at his very best. He was far from it, Mike. Jack Plummer was all over the place in this game. Inaccurate throws, poor decisions, underthrowing on deep routes. Like, I just found myself getting more and more angry, basically, watching Louisville's offense at how bad Jack Plummer looked in this game. Yeah. Like, this is some of the worst that I've seen him play. And and that's 
accounting for context of, again, Florida State's defense was phenomenal. Their mm-hmm. defensive line, their defensive front was just abusing a pretty good Louisville offensive line all game long. Uh, when Florida State comes up with seven sacks in this game, like, I just at, – at some point, Jack Plummer is just a limited player. He is only ever yeah. so good as a quarterback. He's six years into college. He's, like, one of the oldest guys in, in the field. Yep. You know, like, at some point, that's all he is. And, mm-hmm. you know, can I get mad at him because he can't throw a deep ball particularly well? No. He's 23, and at this point, clearly God did not make his body in a way that, you know, makes him able to throw the ball down the field very well. Like, it's just it's just some of this stuff is like, he just is who he is. I can't get mad about it. So, I, but, and yet I do. I, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like I mentioned, Joey, I've mentioned this in the past. What do you, me, and Jack Plummer have in common? None of us got to win this weekend. That right. That's right. And we're all going pro in something other than sports. Something other than sports. <laughs> he was. That's right. He was. He was fourteen of thirty-six for one hundred and eleven yards and an interception. He was not good enough. Man, and that interception. It's so, so oh. rough. <laughs> so rough. There, there, I, we've mentioned this before too, Joey. There are not many good interceptions, but there are certainly some really bad ones. Yeah, there are. Oh my gosh! And and the way that we can get to that. So just a little bit, a little bit on the way that this game went. Um, Mike, do you know how many first downs there were combined between the two teams on the first nine possessions it, it was of this not, game? Not a lot. It was, as Joe Tessitore called it, a punt fest. That's that's exactly that's a perfect word to describe it. Yep. Because these two teams combined for one first down on the first yeah. nine possessions of this game. It was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, four and out, three and out, three four and out turnover and downs, three and out, three and out, before finally uh, and by the way, after all of that, Florida State gets the ball and we're still in the first quarter. We we've changed possessions nine, ten times, and we're still in the first quarter. Then Florida State goes eleven plays, fifty yards, kicks a field goal. Uh, There's a little bit more motion, uh, but anyways, it's it's three to nothing at halftime. Um, come out at halftime, three and out for Florida State. Thirteen plays, fifty six yards, field goal for Louisville. Lawrence um, Tolafili. Yeah, Lawrence Tolafili. Casual, casual, two play, seventy five yard touchdown drive. Both. Both plays snapped to the running back. The um, only offense we saw all night was courtesy of Lawrence Toafili. Nobody's on, really sure why they didn't just keep doing that. Um, it seemed like it worked pretty well, those two plays. They kept doing it. Maybe they'd be in the playoff. <laughs> just kidding. I, Too soon. Yeah. Well, Too soon. Just kidding. No, we'll get to it. Here's the thing that was crazy to me, Mike, is that Louisville works it down. Uh, they had first and goal at the seven. Uh Maurice Turner, no, no gain. Jack Plummer, incomplete. I thought he was sacked at some point. Um, or no, so he, so he completes one to Jamari Thrash, loss of nine. Anyways, they kick a field goal. It's 10 to six. Florida State goes three and out, and they're going to punt, Mike. And this is, by the way, just while we're doing this, this is the go ACC moment of the week. Um, yes, yeah, this is this was rough. Florida State lines up to punt from their own 23 yard line. Yeah, Scott's just on top of it here. Um, Florida State lines up to punt from their own 23-yard line. And and watching the replay, I'm like, why is the punter standing halfway between the hash mark and the numbers? Fair question. I don't, 
I don't think I have ever seen this. They snap it to him. I don't know that it was a fully clean reception, but between the time that the ball took to get there and the time it took for the punter to like kind of get the ball and, and really feel comfortable with it, Louisville has multiple defenders that come in totally unblocked. And you could call this a blocked punt, except he never even tried to kick it. It's just a sack, basically. He just got drilled. He just got tackled for an 11-yard loss, and it's now a turnover on downs, and Louisville has the ball on the 12-yard line going in, right? So, number one, go ACC win of the week. Go ACC to the Florida State for just, what are we doing on the punt team? I <laughs> Playing 5D chess, you should just be playing checkers. It's a punt team. Like, why are we lining up six bodies to the left of the snapper? I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Unintelligent football play. Not intelligent. No, no. So then Louisville gets the ball. They're on the 12-yard line. And it's like, this is your chance. You're down four. Except. Except. Uh, first play, Jack Plummer floats one. It's honestly a pretty good throw uh, to the back corner of the end zone. Nate Kariski uh, comes down with it. It came out. Might have been intercepted by Tatum Bethune. Um, it, Don't worry, Tatum Bethune. Don't you worry. I think they probably got it right with an incompletion there. Second play, Jawar Jordan for one. Third play, Jack Plummer into the end zone, straight into the so gut bad. of Tatum Bethune. So bad. That's I, why I, I said, think, "Don't worry, Tatum Bethune. Don't worry, you'll have your opportunity." I think I heard. Was it Jesse Palmer on the broadcast? It was. It was uh, Tessator and Jesse Palmer. I'm not sure if my least favorite person on the broadcast was Jack Plummer or Jesse Palmer because <laughs> both of those guys. Joe Tessitore wasn't on that list? Oh, I love Joe Tess. I'll take him. That's just fine. Oh, really? Okay. Right. I'm fine with Joe Tess. Uh, he was like, oh, well, if Jack Plummer just led him a little bit. Dude, it was looked like he led Tatum Bethune. Bethune had him covered up and then some on that. Th- I, I One of the most mind-numbing things I think I saw – at least all, all of yesterday, if not most of this season. I mean, that was an awful throw, awful decision. I don't know what he saw or didn't see, yeah. Um, but intercepted in the end zone. And so at that point, I was like, I texted you guys. I was like, if he lines up and takes a knee, mm-hmm. if he lines up and spikes it, it's probably a three points for Louisville, and it's a one-point game. And instead, you just threw it into the teeth of the defense, turnover, and uh, that was kind of the last chance that Louisville really had in this game. Um Florida State works it down. They kick a couple field goals, um, especially after Louisville turns it on downs late. Yeah, I don't have a lot here. Florida State's defense, again, played their tails off. They were incredible from start to finish in this game. I remember the first snap of the game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Braden Fisk, Fisky, uh, like shoots through unblocked and blows up a play for a loss of like six. Um, they were in Louisville's backfield all night long. Um they clearly were, were prepared to do, do the job they had to do against a pretty good Louisville offense and a good coaching staff. And Louisville had no answers. Huge win for Florida State. Thought they were really good in this game. And um, I did as much as they could have. Again, Brock Glenn, you're not going to ask him to do a whole lot. He didn't. But Florida State did enough to win this game and win it by two scores. I just want to mention this. It's a testament to how good Florida State is that they had a true freshman quarterback make his first start in the conference title game, and they still found a way to win against a good Louisville team. By double digits. 
that is supposed to be a feather in your cap. Um, Should be, shouldn't it? Well, at least they got an ACC championship out of it. Yeah, that's good. That's about uh, all they got out of it. Louisville was 3-for-18 on third down. Florida State was 2-for-16 on third down. We're not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that it was an offensive masterpiece. It certainly was not that. Okay? We're, we're not no. going to insult your intelligence like other people insulted our intelligence this weekend. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, I mean, what this boiled down to for me is Florida State had Lawrence Toafili. <laughs> and Louisville, that one drive. Louisville did not stop him for two plays, and that was it. That was that was the game, you know? Florida State could have not scored again, and they would have won the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, Louisville had no answers offensively. Florida State's defense was really, really good. Louisville's defense, also good. But I'll tell you what, Louisville probably doesn't have this kind of success if Jordan Traps is playing quarterback. I, I think Louisville's got a good defense, but they're not they're not holding Florida State to 16 points and just a little over 200 yards of offense if Jordan Travis is behind center. And unfortunately for Florida State, Jordan Travis is not healthy, right? That became a crutch for a conversation we're going to have in a minute. (laughs) So uh, I want to wrap this up because I ultimately, like, congrats to Florida State, 13-0, ACC champions, I'm not sure how much that's going to mean in a couple years. I'm a little bit concerned about the state of the ACC coming out today. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I wasn't concerned before, but I think this was like a sound the alarm situation. But um, it's always it's it's always good to win your conference title. Not trying to water it down, right? So, shout out to Florida State, thirteen and zero. Not easy to do. Win the last two against good defenses with a backup quarterback and then a third-string quarterback. True freshman t- third-string quarterback. True freshman third-string quarterback in your two most important games of the year, right? Your rivalry game against Florida. It's not the best team you played, but it's a rivalry game on the road in the swamp with a backup. You go and win that game pretty convincingly with the way you pulled away in the second half. And then you go into the ACC title game with your third-string true freshman quarterback making his first start, and you find a way to win. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah. I, 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 very impressed with Florida State. And again, I, I think there's probably something to, in a weird way, I'm not sure that Florida State's defense would have played this well if Jordan Travis were healthy and playing this game. Um, I feel like Florida State's defense sh- showed up and kind of knew the assignment here. Yeah. And they were yeah. extra dialed in. Um, I think that's a fair point. They have not looked like this all year long. That was as about as good a defensive performance as I've seen from almost anybody all year, um, all three levels. I mean, the secondary was sticking to Louisville's receivers all night. Um, again, the pass rush and such. I mean, they were in Louisville's backfield the entire game, basically. So just very, very impressed by by Florida State's defense. I thought Louisville's defense played very well, even even with oh yeah, a freshman quarterback and whatever. They hung in this game, and, and Louisville's defense is the reason that this thing didn't get out of out of control either. So. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams defensively good. We called for a rock fight. The, and, and by the way, the one thing that we need to call out specifically here is mentioned this in passing on the preview that Tate Rodemaker might not play. Um, he did not. Bro, he went back into that game in the swamp. 
I know. He went back into the game. After then... he got skull effed into the turf. <laughs> Literally. And who was it? Um, who was the broadcaster on that broadcast that was like, oh, it was, it was Herbie. It was her. Yeah, it was Kirk Herbstreit. Herb I have. I've. He's on my list. I, it's rare that I say that. He's on my list. We need to talk about Kirk Herbstreit later. I'm going show. to. I love Kirk Herbstreit. I love him. I don't love him today. Praising him for the uh, the toughness to go back in that game, you know, whatever. And, there, and if I remember correctly in that broadcast, there was never really even a question of like, are we sure he's okay? Like, we sure the medical staff gave a proper you know evaluation? You know, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Came out. It was we, we recorded on Wednesday. I think it was Thursday morning. Rumors started floating that Tate Rodemaker might not be playing in this game mm-hmm. and sure enough he didn't have pads on by the time that he had the opening kickoff so um yeah that's how florida state ends up with a third string true freshman quarterback in the acc championship game and they won and nobody cares apparently yep so florida state 16 louisville 6 the Knowles acc champions um i I feel like I might have picked that in the preseason, but again, I'm kind of maybe a little bit warped opinion yeah. on uh, what I what I picked or what I didn't. So, mm-hmm. in any case, mm-hmm. not what I picked on Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, I, was, I I gave you hell for that too. I mean, I was right, but I was also wrong. Um, I was wrong that Louisville was going to win this game on Saturday. I was right that the ACC is going to get left out of the playoff. <laughs> Talk about threading a needle. Hmm. So with that, Mike, should we uh, talk about what happened earlier today? Let's do it. So last night, Florida State wins the ACC championship, and I believe I tweeted out, this is easy, right? That's because it was, Joey. It was. This is easy. Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Power 5 undefeated conference champions. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In the playoff. Other two conference champions, Texas, Alabama. Texas beat Alabama. Texas in the playoff. There's your four. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't have to make this hard. This well, is actually I mean, very simple. That, that, would, that, that would be simple. It that, would be simple. That's correct. That, that would be simple. Uh, noon Eastern, ESPN comes on. Mm-hmm. They announced. I, ESP, ESPN came on. That, that's, that's real important. Well, ESPN, real important part of this discussion. Keep in mind, yeah, ESPN. Yep. ESPN came on. Uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. What? Mike, what was your initial reaction when you saw that, heard that, 
well, I mean, and before we should, we, is this the point where we should probably let the people know that this might not be as family friendly a show. We might start using some colorful language here. Mm-hmm. So just fair warning to everybody listening after the fact um, it's 10 PM central time that I'm lost. Like I, I doubt your kids are watching this at this point, but just for fair warning, um, both of us are extremely frustrated about this. So there might be some colorful language coming. So if you're listening to this, like in the daycare drop-off line or, you know, with kids in the car, maybe, maybe come back to this one a little bit later. Um, just fair warning before we get into this. So Mike, that being said, when that was nice of you, no, noble, thank you. Trying Very to, nice. trying to remember and take care uh, of people. Also, we're sponsored by several different, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're glad we're thankful for home field section 103 and vivid seats as partnerships mm-hmm. that's all i'm going to say on this podcast this evening we're thankful yeah. for their partnerships nice shirt uh brand new section 103 blessed by section 103 this weekend shout out to steven um yeah s- super comfy uh i love it so. yeah adam said get the sponsorships out now that's correct yeah we're, we're definitely do that. doing yeah. that we're gonna do that um i i will say uh steven from section 103 i know he will not be offended by this discussion certainly <laughs> Steven agrees with this. Steven yeah. agrees with this. Um, yeah. Section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Um, all sorts of wonderful Georgia Tech apparel. They're going to the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. So if you need something to support the team down there, go do that. Uh, Shirzies, NIL, uh, support for Haynes King, Dante Smith, Zach Pyron, Miles Kelly, basketball team, volleyball team, baseball team. Uh, lots of stuff there. Official Tech Gold, all the official word marks. Anything you need, Georgia Tech fandom, go to section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Um, Keep an eye on their social medias because last week the basketball team beat number 21 Mississippi State, and that was good for 21% off your order for about 24 hours afterwards. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on their social medias to know of any upcoming deals. Um, I Again, I got this shirt in the mail on Friday. Uh, it came with a shirt for my little boy and a onesie for my little girl. So there will be pictures coming uh, in the near future as well. So, you know, keep it tuned there. Uh, lots of stuff for the whole family. Anything you need to support Georgia Tech, section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Now's the time where I answer your question. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, Mike, at that point, 12-15 Eastern. We find mm-hmm. out Florida State's out of the playoff. What's your fir- uh, what's your first first thought, first reaction? I tweeted it right as it happened. The games don't matter. No, they don't. The games don't matter. I mean, I you know, I, I was texting you and Scott about this. I I was tweeting it a little bit um, this morning, you know, before the announcement. You know. The committee had a decision to make today, right? And for nine years, first nine years of the college football playoff, regardless of what the committee said, they always put in the four most deserving teams based on their resume. Always did. It's the reason, Joey, why 12-0 and Cincinnati made a college football playoff. It's the reason why a group of five team made a college football playoff. It's because they put in the four most deserving teams. Nobody is ever going to argue that the four best teams... Of those four, one of them is going to be a group of five team that plays in the American. Or I, I Cincinnati's in the Big Twelve now. But nobody's ever really gonna make that. Well, people will make the argument if it suits them and their particular team and their particular purpose that well, they're looking for the four best teams, Mike. 
They want the four best teams. So that's why Georgia should have been in the playoff this year, right? So I, I'm going to bring up this point that my hokey hangover podcast co-host Ricky LeBlue brought up because I know he's listening. He just dropped a comment in that was very funny in the chat. Okay. Guys, I don't know what to tell you. Florida State should have just won more games. Yeah, they didn't win enough games, Mike. Joey made a really important point on the podcast that I Ricky. recorded just before this one. Ricky made an important point. Yes. Joey's right here. Oh, sorry. Did I say Joey? Ricky. Ricky, I, I apologize. Ricky made a really important point. He said that, okay, for, for eye test, right, we're going to put Alabama in, and we're going to leave Florida State out because Jordan Travis is hurt. So if we're doing eye test, right? Did the eye test, did it work last week when they barely beat Auburn on 4th and 31? We discussed that, but not only that, does your eye test really tell you that Florida State's a better team than Georgia? Thank you. No. I was thinking the same no. thing. It doesn't. It's just it doesn't. Just, it's just smiting it Florida State even more. It doesn't. <laughs> and and the thing I and the other thing I want to add because I know we're gonna bounce around a little bit here, right? But if we're talking about the four best teams in college football, right, and we're going to say, oh, okay, this this is eye test. These are the four best teams in college football, right? It's Michigan, it's Washington, it's Texas, and it's Alabama. Those are the four best teams. Guys, in my opinion, I know Georgia just lost Alabama yesterday. I know Georgia was just kind of in a little bit of a dogfight a week ago against Georgia Tech. I think Georgia's one of the best four teams in college football. So if we're doing this, if we're going to talk, and a lot of people would, right? So if we're going to do this whole thing about, oh, we're talking about eye tests, and this is the four best teams, we still got it wrong, in my opinion. We still got it wrong. I don't, the committee doesn't know what they're evaluating this year. That's flat out. For nine years, oh, it was, for nine years, it was four most deserving teams, and this year it was, oh, uh-oh, the SEC might be left out of the playoff. Mm -hmm. We're ESPN, and we made up this whole college football playoff bullshit. We concocted this whole TV thing. It's this big TV extravaganza starting in mid-October until today, the first Sunday in December when they That's announced the final rankings. They're evaluating which teams are going to get them the best ratings, and it's especially important that they get an SEC team into the college football playoff when ESPN owns the TV rights moving forward. That is not lost on me that that's a big reason why Alabama's in the college football playoff. And if you're going to argue otherwise, I'm sorry. I disagree. And, and that's not to say that Alabama is not a deserving team in the college football playoff. Joey, Alabama could win the entire thing. They sure certainly they could. Could, they could win the entire thing. Joey, an incredible win against Georgia yesterday. The way they looked for three and a half quarters of that game, they were getting beat up. At, I was telling Scott, because Scott and I were watching this, they were getting beat up at the line of scrimmage early in that game, right? And yep. then it just kind of turned. Yeah. It just kind of turned. And Alabama just started figuring some things out. It seemed like they started leveraging a little bit of the Georgia Tech game plan from the week before, but you know, who, that's neither here nor there. That's fine. Right, right. Um, started playing a lot better and mm -hmm. they ca they came out with one of the most impressive wins in college football this year mm -hmm. i refuse to agree with the committee that's the best win in college football this year texas uh, I i'm sorry alabama beating georgia in the sec title because impressive. georgia 
It was impressive. Joey, I was told by the committee today that Alabama's win over Georgia is one of the best wins of the season because Georgia was the best team in the country. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're ranking the four best teams, aren't we? Georgia's the best team in the country, I was told. Hmm. Why are they're not in the playoff? I'm confused. They're not? Oh, I'm, yeah. They're not. What? This is all for TV. It's fine. Let's just admit it. It's all for television. And if, this, if they were going to do this right, for if they were going to pick a year to do it, this was the year to do it. Because you know what they can say now on the back end? They can say, you know what? This is why we need to expand the college football playoff. Because one of the teams was unjustly left out of the field. So now we can expand the playoff. This it's is the reason already, why we have to do it. I think one of the most mind-numbing things I heard, and I, I really don't I, – I try not to call these guys out or I, you know, I, don't, I don't think lowly of these guys, but I, I was listening to the Solid Verbals recap from last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it, it was last night, so they did not have all the information of what was going to happen today. But I, they were trying to reason their way through different scenarios. And I think, I think it was Ty Hildenbrandt who brought up the, the idea that, like, well, if we're, if we're negotiating between, you know, Alabama and Texas, well, yeah, I mean, Texas beat Alabama. But, like, if you look at the losses, like, Alabama lost to playoff team Texas and Texas lost to Oklahoma. It's like, that's the point. It's decided the on point. the field. Joey, how many teams have gone into Tuscaloosa in the Nick Saban era and beaten Alabama by double digits? How many teams have done that? Almost none of them. And I'll tell you what, even less have done it in the non-con. Even less have done it in the non-con. Texas goes in and beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa by two scores, and Adam Parker's right, beat their ass. That wasn't wasn't fluky. That was convincing. Beat the the piss out of them in the second half. Mm -hmm. Beat their brains in up front. But that was in September. But that was in September. That's right. Allegedly, that didn't matter. Because eye test, as we found out today, only matters in the final week of the season. No, not the final week of the regular season. Championship week. That's the only time that it matters. Which brings us back to freaking Kirk Herbstreet, who five minutes after this on the broadcast of of the, the thing is like, well, we have to consider what these teams looked like in the last two to three weeks. No, we don't. You're right, Kirk. No, 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 we, we do, because that has always been a criteria of the playoff, is what did they look like in the last two to three weeks? That's every year we talk about that, right? Every year. We always bring that up. Oh, well, at least when it's convenient, I guess we do. Um, or at least when it validates putting the SEC team in over the other deserving teams. That's that's when we bring it up. So that okay, well, so that's that's a criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting that you mentioned that because the last two or three weeks Alabama hasn't looked particularly convincing, have they? They fourth well, they down beat and Auburn, 31. Mike on the road. Fourth and 31, great throw by Milrow, not taking anything away from him, made a big time play. Well, but Auburn's Auburn was playing phenomenal football coming into that game. They're Isaiah bad. Bond, Isaiah Bond, back at the end zone. Like you mentioned, Auburn was playing phenomenal football coming into that game against Alabama. Kept it close against New Mexico State the week before. They did. They only lost by three scores against a team that didn't even win Conference USA. That's correct. 
in their own building. At home. The week before, not in September, not in September, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Auburn lost by three touchdowns at home to New Mexico State. 21 points to New Mexico State. In a lot of SEC programs, I know it's Hugh Freeze's first year, and a lot of SEC programs, that's a fireable offense. Alabama almost lost to that team seven days later. They were a tipped pass from losing that but, game. Like, but you know what? We forget Joey. But but we forget about all that because Alabama beat Georgia on Saturday. We forget about all that. Kirk Herbstreet, I, you will not find a bigger Kirk Herbstreet fan than myself. I love Kirk Herbstreet. We've talked about it on this podcast before. We've talked about how impressed nice you dude. and I. Met him a couple of them one time. Super Scott, nice guy. We, we brought up on either the last podcast or two podcasts ago. Super That's nice great guy. Call. Great. Ben, Ben's a legend. Herbstreet <laughs> is incredible. Incredible color commentator. Really, really good at his job. Nobody works harder in college football than Kirk Herbstreet, right? All that to say, Kirk's full of shit. Kirk, Kirk talking about Alabama and why they should be in and Jordan Travis being hurt and that's why they should be out. That's real interesting and real convenient because he wasn't saying any of that in 2014 when his alma mater was on their third string quarterback and they snuck into the playoff and went on to win the whole thing. That's why the games matter. That's he why you have to decide the games on the field. He specifically said in 2014 when apparently Florida State fans were mad at, I don't know, whatever he was saying on the broadcast back then or whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, just win all your games and you're in. Right. Where's that energy, Kirk? In. So frustrating. Where did that the, go? And the thing about, and, and the, the thing that frustrates me too is like people try, and I've already seen people on social media when I brought this up try to poo poo it. When I bring up 2014 Ohio State that won with Cardell, they try to poo poo it because they're like, Look at what Ohio State did to Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let's talk about what Ohio State did in September. They lost to six-win Virginia Tech in Columbus. It was one of the worst losses of the year by any playoff team, right? And they're talking about, oh, 59 nothing. That's why they're in. Yeah, that is why they got in. They beat an offensively challenged Wisconsin team, and they ran all over them. Awesome. That's great. I'm glad they did that. And then they won the whole thing with Cardell Jones, and they were a deserving champion. They got a chance with one really bad loss in September. If, if Ohio State had lost that game in November, they wouldn't have made the college football playoff. That That's what's wrong with Horrible loss. Horrible loss. Such a bad loss. Who did they lose to again? Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, that's right. Go Hokies. Right. Six-win Virginia Tech that lost to East Carolina the next week. <laughs> Make it make sense. Don't remind me, Mike. Don't remind me. I mean, are we going igno- like, to ignore the fact that, uh, again, did the offense look great yesterday? No. Did Michigan's offense look great yesterday? No. Did Mm-mm. Florida State's defense hold a decidedly good Louisville offense to under 200 yards and six points and keep them out of the end zone? Yeah. Like, I, you know, again, it's it's – did Florida State's offense look awesome with a true freshman third string starting quarterback? No. But like what would you expect there? And again, Tate Rodemaker would be back in a month playing a playoff game. So if you're just like trying to uh trying to guess, you know, what would they look like? That's that's bad logic. Um I, I brought this up online like if Jordan Travis got hurt last night instead of 2 weeks ago, they'd probably get in. Yeah. Yeah. He when you saw the they tweet, they should have lied. 
They should have lied about his injury. They should have said he would have been uh, – he was week to week. You they saw the tweet from Jordan Travis, like, basically – Himself, yeah. He stated, Poor guy. Like, I feel bad that I got injured at the time that I did. Also, he Are should win the Heisman me? because of that. The, the playoff committee says he's the best player ever for to carry his team. He should win the Heisman. Yeah. May, like, I, I, I am so irritated at, at the way that this has gone down. And what's funny is that I, it, I, this kind of got mentioned, I think, earlier in the day. And, and Cam was actually messaging us on Twitter about this a little bit, I think. Hi, Cam. Um, but it never – it didn't really sink in for quite a while that of all the teams in the ACC that this could happen to, it is objectively hilarious that it's happening to Florida State after all of the nonsense last summer. It is pretty funny. If there's one team yeah. that I could hope that this would happen to, it would be Florida State. Yes. yes. Without a doubt. And yet, Miami, Miami close second. Just, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Cam. <laughs> and yet, I am still objectively pissed off at this. I think somewhat from an ACC standpoint, somewhat from just like a college football governance standpoint. And, and also, I, how many times on this podcast through the years have I told you that something really, really pisses me off when it feels like it is insulting my intelligence? Mm -hmm. Like, this feels like a direct insult to me, the fan, and the, and the consumer of college football. And... Again, this is easy. It's easy. Michigan, Washington, Florida State, undefeated Power 5 Conference champions. Two others, Texas beat Alabama. Done. That's your four. And do I think that, that Florida State had a chance to win a game, much less win the whole tournament? No, but that's not the point. No, the one, thought, no one thought games TCU was going to win last year, and they Nobody did. Nobody thought TCU was going to win last year. Beat Michigan and got ripped limb for limb in the national title game, but it doesn't matter because they were clearly a team that was supposed to be there. Everybody was saying TCU wasn't supposed to be there until TCU went and beat Michigan and looked pretty convincing doing it in the second half, by the way. Um, that's why you play the games. That's why you change your signs before the playoff game. Oh, sorry, what? What? Oh, uh, by the way, uh, this, this is the circling back to your point about Michigan, right? Um, <laughs> David Hale tweeted this today, and I thought this was really good. You know, how Michigan struggled against Iowa, and I know you were indirectly referencing this, Joey, so I'm going to just bring this up on the podcast. Yeah. Iowa had – none of us – the three of us know. Iowa has a phenomenal defense, right? No question about it. Michigan had fewer yards against Iowa than the following teams. Utah State, Iowa State, Western Michigan, Kent State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, and Nebraska. By the way, Michigan also at full strength offensively, for the most part. They got, they're got they a little banged up up front. But they have all their skilled players and their quarterback, right? Yeah. Less yards than all those teams I just mentioned. Several of those teams are not going bowling, okay? Mm -hmm. David Hale mentions, I'm not saying Michigan shouldn't be in. I'm saying only one team is being held to the how good did your offense look standard. Michigan, Washington, and Florida State should all be in. They won every game. Thousand percent agree. Thousand percent agree. By the way, Florida State has a better, outside of one really, really huge win against a Ohio State team that is just lost in all of this, by the way. I don't think Ohio State should have been in the playoff, but they're just like the forgotten one lost team. Like, they're like not one of the top six teams in the country. It's a fucking farce. When I saw, 
when I saw the, I think it was when I saw Georgia slot in at number six on the broadcast this morning, I was like, are we going to get like, yeah, is, like, at is that Ohio rate, going to randomly be dropped in here? Because uh, everyone's kind of just forgotten about them entirely. Like if they're leaving Florida state out, like just put them at seven. Like, why are they putting them at five? Like that right, doesn't make any right. sense. <laughs> right. Because, because if we're really doing it as the, if, if you're doing it based on eye tests and the best teams and Florida state doesn't have Jordan Travis on a neutral field, I'm not taking Florida state over Ohio state. I'm not taking Florida state over Georgia. I'm not, ta- I mean, there are se- all these teams. I'm not sure I take Florida state over any of these teams on a neutral field without Jordan Travis. They have a not really good point. defense, but you got to get into a, you got to get into a slug fest and then you got to hope that Tate Rotomaker is going to make some plays in the passing game. What are we doing here? And that's why Florida State was left out, because the TV execs said, you know what, they don't have a prayer against a team like Michigan. But Florida State has a better resume than Michigan does. They have a better resume. They have more top 25 wins. They actually schedule difficult non-conference teams. They had two SEC teams bookending their schedule. They opened up, Florida State opened up against LSU, beat the piss out of them. They went to Florida in the swamp with their backup quarterback, looked dominant doing it in the second half, really good defensively. Offense found their found their footing as the game went on. They win that game. They win with a true freshman in the conference title game, making his first start. They find a way to win against a good Louisville team, a ten win Louisville team in year one under Jeff Brom. We didn't mention this during that during that recap, but great year for Louisville. Like mm-hmm. I, I know they got a the that you know bowl game and all that, but great first year for Louisville. Ten wins. They go and beat that team in the conference title game. Who did Michigan play in the non con? Who'd they play? Who'd they play? I mean, they played Bowling Green, who have established as a uh, quality loss for Georgia Tech. So <laughs> yeah. there's that. So it's, it's got to be. So it's got to be a quality. Well, I mean, it's got to be a quality win for Michigan. Then can I? All right. I don't know who this is. A Johnson Goat. Y'all salty for no reason. Florida State would be in with a quarterback, plain and simple. I'm not sure they would. I, if okay, hey, you're right. Florida State messed up by putting Jordan Travis's leg in three places. Like that. He should have broken his leg earlier, like he mentioned in his Instagram sure. post day. Yeah, they should, he should have broken it earlier, or Florida State should have run the don't-break-your-quarterback's-leg play uh, against North Alabama. Yeah. Um, that's, that's their mistake. That's the thing that they did poorly. So, screw Florida State for running that play. Um, yeah. Um, so, one of the things I, I do want to mention is, again, people want to go to this. Uh, we want the four best teams. We want the four best teams. And Florida State, not one of the best teams, and I don't think Florida State would beat Michigan. I don't think they would have a chance against Washington or Texas, so we shouldn't put them in the playoff. And, and as you mentioned, Mike, we, we use this term for best teams. It's not ever actually been we're looking for the four best teams. Because if we had, again, TCU would not have been in last year. Cincinnati would not have gotten in a few years ago. Like, if you want the four best teams, you're probably just going to get two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams every year. Which Well, you got you got two Big Ten and two SEC teams this year, Joey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole uh, ESPN needs the SEC in there. Look at the, look at who, uh, who the three seed is. That's a future SEC team. How about that? Mike, what, the, the, the metric system that we always go to on this show, what is it? A metric that we go to on the show? Yeah, all the time. Bill Conley. SP plus SP plus you know who SP plus says the top four teams are right now tell me Joey Michigan Georgia Ohio State Penn State there's your playoff put those guys in let's see who's <laughs> the best why don't we do that oh, oh 
sorry, too many Big Ten teams. Kick Penn State out. Let's put in the number five team, Oregon. Looking for the best team, right? See why we don't do this in a room full with 13 people? Still too many Big Ten teams. Kick Ohio State out. Now we've got Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, and Texas. There we go. Why not? Looking for the best team. Vegas power ratings. Who's favored over who? That's all we need is, is who should be the better team on a neutral field. That's all that matters. Games don't matter. Vegas power ratings matter. That's it. Yeah, the, the Vegas power ratings matter, which is why Oregon beat Washington on Friday night, right? Yeah, because yeah. Nine and a half point favorite Oregon uh, wiped the floor with Washington in, in the Pac-12 championship game. That's right. That's why a five and a half point underdog Alabama lost to Georgia yesterday is because yes, games don't right. matter. Uh, just who's better matters. Right. That's why Tulane is a three-point favorite. Definitely beat SMU yesterday in the American Conference title game that mm-hmm. nobody in this chat watched. I mean, if, if we want to be real, real honest, Louisville was a favorite mm-hmm. by kickoff of that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Point is, Mike, nothing matters. Um, <laughs> I a Johnson goat. Bring this comment out. I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. Bring this up. <laughs> FSU would be a bye week for Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama, OSU, and Georgia. You know what? They might, but you don't know for sure. It Can you tell me matter. that 100%? does not matter. The games on the field fucking matter. At some point, the games matter. I'm sorry. The games matter. At some point, the games have to matter. Or else 2014 Ohio State would not have won a national title, right? I mean, they, you would have got- said that last year about TCU. And guess what they did? Beat Michigan. We they already talked Michigan. about this, A. Johnson Goat. Goodbye. Made the national title. If we're doing the BCS from years ago, and yesterday you saw Georgia lose, what would you have said? Georgia is eliminated. Mm-hmm. Because losses matter. Now, apparently they friggin' don't. They don't matter. It's an invitational. It's not a playoff. That's the bottom line. It's an invitational. It's not a playoff. It's whoever the 13 people in that room as currently constituted with the four-team playoff, it's what the 13 people in that room want to happen for television. That's it. That's all that this is about. The people saying, like, that, you know, they can't leave the SEC out, why not? They should have. Why not? I I don't know, man. I, te- I texted you guys this a little bit ago, and this is really kind of the, I think, where I really boil this whole thing down to of why I think I'm so irritated. Get, get ready. Get ready. This is good. I think what this proves is that, Mike, nothing is earned in college football. <laughs> Everything is given. That's right. And that right. is kind of the antithesis of one of the most core principles of the American society. Is, that's right. We're go- <laughs> that's where we're going. This is anti-American. <laughs> That undefeated Florida State was left out of the playoff in 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 favor of Alabama, which again anti-American that Alabama got in the playoff. That's kind of hilarious on its own right. Yeah. I, this is this is. I think the the big overarching thing that I was thinking today was the. It, it has really become a lot the last two to three years of the number of times that I feel like the governance of this sport has failed the fans. Yeah. It is incredibly disappointing, frustrating, upsetting, whatever. How long do we keep going 
with this governance that basically marginalizes all but a dozen or so programs and logos and, you know, whatever, before I don't care about college football anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Chad Bracey, Bama should have had a rematch with USF. That was a real nail-biter. <laughs> sure was. I think USF almost made a bowl game. Alabama 17, South Florida 7. Yep. Arkansas Al also almost made a bowl game, f almost fired their coach. Four and eight. Almost beat Alabama. Alabama was losing at halftime to Tennessee. Alabama needed to convert on fourth and 31 to beat barely bowl-eligible Auburn. Again, I have... I have minimal interest, honestly, in defending the in, the uh, defending the honor of Florida State. It's it's more about def I guess somewhat defending the honor of the ACC, but also um, just again feeling like I am being my intelligence is being insulted by the governance of this sport. It's ridiculous. It's unacceptable, and it's it's really really irritating. Sorry, I misspoke. USF is in a bowl game. They're playing Syracuse. So we'll talk about them sooner than later. Um, the one other thing I, I want to mention here, Mike, and, I, and I, this might kind of bridge the conversation into the, the bowl lineups that we got here. Um, I am, I'm really frustrated. Honestly, if, if there's one individual that I'm really irritated with right now, it's Jim Phillips, commissioner of the ACC. I think he's still trying to figure out where the teams or bowl teams are going as we record at 11.28 p.m. Eastern time here on Sunday night. We still Are we still trying to figure out where ACC teams are going? Like That took what, all day today. What a day for the ACC looking like a bunch of incompetent schmucks between and, – and, oh, well, you know, Florida State not getting in the playoff. That's not the ACC's fault. Well, guess who wasn't on college game day yesterday calling out – you know, Sesame Street references with the other conferences and such. Yeah. Greg Sankey was on the show. Jim Phillips was not. Where's Jim Phillips been? Where, what, what does he do all day, Mike? I don't know. I have no clue. The same guy who voted against expanding the playoff. That Jim Phillips? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We could already had like an 8 or 12 team playoff. We could already have that. Which, again, got like, listen, listen. I don't love the four-team playoff. I don't love that we're going to 12. But this was set up to fail, man. Like, yeah. you have five power conferences, but only four teams are eligible to compete for the title? Like, you did this to yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't think ex I don't know what expansion improves. I, I I don't really get it. Okay, great. 
now we have 12 teams getting in, right? And one group of five teams going to be represented, right? And that was like the big argument for a while with the expansion is like, when will a group of five team be represented? Okay, they're going to get representation in the 12-team format. Spectacular. You're also going to get five or six teams that don't deserve to be there. <laughs> Flat out. Yeah. I don't think the argument is going... And, and I, I've already promised... I've, I've promised We're trying Ricky, to get the 12 best teams, right? I promised to Ricky and Andrew on my Hokey Hangover podcast earlier, I promised that I would not be stumping for the 12th team to make a playoff field unless it's Virginia Tech. I will make the exception there. I will not be stumping for the 12th and 13th team that's going like 9-3 and three to squeeze in and get boat raced in the first round in a road game, right? Because that's what's going to happen. They're going to play a road game. Okay. I don't care about that. Who 12, cares? 13, whatever. Like, that's all just participation trophies. It's stuff, participation right? trophies, right? And and at the end of the day, you're still going to have, like, the blue chip recruit schools. Those are going to be the ones competing for a national championship, flat out. Like, that's going to be it. Those are going to be the most consistent participants in, like, the last two games of the year that matter. Like, th- those are going to be the schools there. So, that's all frustrating. Ba- back to your ACC point. I didn't mean to totally derail us. The bowl selection thing. What were we doing today? Uh, like, why did it take all day? So I think there were, uh, I think there were three things that played in here. Um, and and before we do that, number one, Chad Bracy, uh, Boo Corrigan, NC State's athletic director, who was the chair of the playoff committee. Uh, Chad says he needs a flat tire and an egg roof. I don't. I don't uh, personally. I don't endorse this, but I do think it's noteworthy that Chad is suggesting that somebody should do this. I just, just you know, I, again, I think that's interesting. Uh, and it Ricky, be hilarious? Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, sorry. And then Evan Sandage, uh, he's not called Boo because he's doing a great job. That's, I mean, that's correct. Yeah, that's a great, that's, a, that's very funny. Nailed that's it. That's a great, great point. Yes. N- nailed great it. Point. And then Ricky, can't tell if it's Jim Phillips or John Swafford. Oh, um, God, Jesus. I mean, honestly... Honestly, I'd take Swafford at this point. Oh, relax. Oh, oh, that's not on. an endorsement. Let's 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 grow up. Not an endorsement. I, um, I think there were three things that happened today that led to uh, this bowl selection fiasco, basically that the conference dealt with for six hours or more. Um, number one was Florida State being left out of the playoff. I, I think that, and I saw a McMurphy tweet probably within the hour before they announced the playoff was that um, there was like bowl gridlock that was entirely dependent on who was going to make the playoff and who wasn't that he said that like 75% of the bowl games throughout the the entire bowl season had not yet been determined because they were dependent on what was going to happen. It was all a trickle down thing. So there was that number one. Um, Number two, from what I can gather, I, and I don't fully understand this, but Notre Dame is like involved in the ACC's bowl tie-ins, but like yes. they're not specifically tied in right. with it. And so, like Jack Swafford, I guess, has to like sign off on whatever they're going to do. But maybe he didn't like the initial plan, and and that's also related to the ACC no longer having like a real structured bowl assignment thing. It's kind of a collaborative bullshit thing like i i don't know and then it's what was the bigger outrage today (laughs) again i I, i'm mostly mad at the playoff thing but then i'm just 
ex- like it, it just piles on. It's the cherry on top. Watching the conference being unable to assign its team to bowl it, games. It like, simply added. It simply just added to the frustration. It did. So then, from what I can tell, there was also a thing that happened late in the day. Um, Kelly Quinlan, by the way, our friend, Georgia Tech coverage from Rivals. He was sitting at at Georgia Tech for like an hour waiting on Brett Key's press conference which is supposed to start at 5 Eastern and didn't start until I think almost 6 Eastern because Georgia Tech was initially slotted for the Birmingham Bowl, got reassigned to the Gasparilla Bowl because Duke had been slotted for the Gasparilla Bowl but couldn't have a rematch against UCF, who they played last year in their bowl game, which just, what are we doing? I'm Again, so irritated at just this this whole conference looks like an absolute friggin clown show today and and i just i i, I don't want to talk about it. i don't know man like i'm so annoyed back to the philip swafford thing because i there's a comment from my co-host love to hear mike try to convince me there's a real difference between phillips and swafford only one of those two guys got the ACC into their terrible TV contract. <laughs> Phillips <laughs> hasn't even like done that. <laughs> like, well, he hasn't gotten him out of it. He hasn't gotten him out of it. Phil, what has Phillips done? In absolutely what, nothing. Four years. He's done like, absolutely nothing. Nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. I just had to. My guy's sitting on his thumb all day. Like, I don't know, man. He's. He's a Big Ten guy. He's not an ECC guy. Oh, he Big formed Ten the alliance. Guy. That went well. That, that that did go well. That's right around the time where he voted against uh, college football playoff expansion and then came out today wondering why Florida State got left out. We're all trying to figure out who did this. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I mean, Clemson and Florida State are so going to leave. They're going to figure it out, Joey. They're going to figure it out. Like, the ACC is in some trouble here, I think. They're in some trouble. I know that it's grant of rights. It's binding. Uh, they're going to – Florida State is going to find the money, I think. And then once they do, Clemson will really find it. That's going to be that. I am, I am genuinely curious to see how interested I am or how, how much effort I put towards watching college football games next year. Just thinking on like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to also talk about SMU, Stanford, and Cal on this podcast. It's frustrating. Um, hey, guys, did you realize that we have a ACC matchup on the bowl schedule right there? Oh BC, God. SMU. <laughs> Starting conference play early. The real ACC championship game. Yeah. So uh, when is college football just going to become NFL minor? And just like have one body, so that we have a real playoffs, and like everyone gets the same TV contract money, and it just makes sense instead of like this conference picking off this team. Because like, why don't we just skip all this BS and go there? That's- a big reason why we love the sport, but also simultaneously hate it, is because none of it has ever made sense. None of it's ever made sense. I mean the. The BCS was dumb, but at least we knew what the criteria were. We knew what polls went into it. We knew it was an average of several polls, and we had a general idea of what the rankings were going to come out to be. At least we had a general idea. This is just a hodgepodge of who the TV execs want 
to make them the most money. I mean, this is by just like a joke. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw, but the the simulated BCS account it was um, it was Michigan, Washington, Bama, Florida State. Fine. No Texas. Even though Texas yep. beat even though Texas beat Bama head to head, no Texas. That's because you know Wanda why? That's because Texas lost to Oklahoma. That's the Ty yep. Hildebrandt argument. Ty Hildebrandt went with the BCS argument, Joey. That's what happened there. Texas but, lost but, to Oklahoma, but Alabama lost to Texas. But Alabama so. lost to Texas. But Alabama's in because Alabama beat Georgia. That was the BCS, and that's why we have a playoff committee that's still screwing up. I'm 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 so tired. I'm so angry and just it's it just it feels like these TV networks are taking something I love and ruining it. That's correct. That's exactly what they're doing. And I'm watching it in real time and we see what they're doing and we see that they're ruining it. We know that they are. And there's just nothing we can do about it. Just I, watch this thing we love die. And and I look, especially now, I I am a um I'm a Patriots fan. And they're two and ten. They lost again today, six to nothing. They are a non-serious football team now. What's that like? Uh, I uh, Falcons beat the Jets thirteen to eight. I believe that was a real score. Point point being, my weekend revolves around college football Saturdays and Sunday. Mm -hmm. I have Red Zone on when I'm not busy with my kid. Right. So, it's one of those things where college football i absolutely have to watch it i need to watch it nfl i simply don't is there ever going to be a point in time where i get to such uh ignorance right i i get like totally ambivalent about the state of college football that i just don't care to watch it like when is that point um the, the problem is, like, we are complicit in it, in a way. Like, Rick brought this up earlier. Like, we we all complained about the BCS. Fair. At the time, we all complained about it. Want the 14 playoff. Now I hate it. I was listening to Cover 3. Tom Fornelli said this, something very similar. He's like... I he was like I wanted the BCS to go away. Then we had the 14 playoff and now I hate it. And we're going to expand and he goes I'm not going to like that very much either. So I want to go back to the BCS, which I do too. <laughs> but you can't undo it. I don't think this is I don't think that would be worse than what we have now. It will absolutely not be worse than what we have now. I mean nothing nothing's nothing's going to change. Um it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger from a monetary standpoint. I don't know. I don't know if there's a bubble that's going to burst when, like, TV networks say enough is enough. Like, you are not making us the money that makes it worth it for us to give you hundreds of millions of dollars to your conference to broadcast your games for the TV rights. Like, do they get to that point where there's just a bubble that bursts? I don't know. Um, but by then, the damage is already done. Like, we're not going back to the Pac-12. We're not. Nope. And, nope. I mean, you think about the USC teams in the mid-2000s, how good they were with Pete Carroll. You think about what a fantastic year the Pac-12 had this year. 
it's done. <laughs> like, it's done. They couldn't figure out a TV deal, so it's over. Um, now we have SMU, SMU from the American. We got Cal and Stanford from the Pac-12. There are going to be three ACC schools next year. And that's just like scratching the surface with all the other stuff that's going on. That's just like ACC specific because that's the podcast we do. I don't, I don't know how this gets better. Like, there, it's a slippery slope that the committee set today. The games do not matter. Only yep. a couple games, only a couple games matter. And it's conference titles. And now that we're moving to eight teams, the conference titles don't matter, ex- with the exception of you really want to win one because you want to say you won one on the recruiting trail. That's the only reason why it's going to matter moving forward. It doesn't matter in this in terms why of recruits care. Right. They they want to know if we're going to compete for a national title or not. They're not going to care about what seed they are. They're not the going to care. The games don't matter. All that matters is what this committee thinks of you. That's it. Yeah. And at that point, I don't know why they didn't just put Georgia in. And and these aren't even the twelve. Yeah, Georgia's I, I, one of the four best teams. Just put them in. Yeah, the thirteen people in that room are not the thirteen smartest smartest minds. They're watching every game every single week. They're not watching all these games. No, screw Boo Corrigan and Jim Grobe. They're not watching these games. Yeah, screw those ACC guys. They're not watching these games every week. They're not. They say they do. They don't. No way. They don't. They don't because they would have co- they would have come away impressed by how Florida State has looked defensively the last two weeks. Yeah. Like I said at the top, this should have been a feather in Florida State's cap when Florida State won the conference title with a true freshman quarterback making his first start and held Louis and held Louisville to like 150 yards of offense. That should have been a feather in their cap, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It's Alabama a got a circle the wagons kind of game for Florida State, and apparently it was a knock on their resume somehow. And Michigan and Michigan is getting the benefit of the doubt for winning their only two conference games in which teams look semi-competitive against them. They win those two and schedule nobody in the non-con, and they are rewarded with the number one ranking. Are we absolutely? And look, I think Michigan is outstanding. I think Michigan is absolutely one of the best four teams in the country. We're absolutely sure they're number one when they didn't play anybody in the non-con. If Texas, if Texas had beaten Oklahoma and Texas was thirteen and zero, Texas would be ranked number one in the country. They beat Alabama. Alabama beat Georgia. Georgia was supposed to be the best team in the country. That's what Boo Corrigan told me this afternoon. But Georgia's not in the field, by the way. Georgia's not in the field. Just want to remind everybody. Wait, hold on. They're the best team in the country, but we're looking for the four best teams, and they're not in the field. And they're not in the field. So, wait, what are we doing? What are we doing? A lot of mental gymnastics. Florida mm. State. Florida State. They're not good enough to be in the field of four. We're going to talk about the four best teams. We're going to, we're going to talk about Georgia being one of the four best teams, and we write Florida State ahead of Georgia. So, you guys are just trying to, you're just trying to apply logic to something that's illogical. You got to stop doing that. No, 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 no. The logic is ESPN wants Alabama in the playoff. That's it. That's, That's the it. logic. That's it. That's is it. That ESPN is not going to let the playoff that ESPN owns. And by the way, they're not going to let the, the playoff selection show or the playoff rankings updates show, which they also own. They're not going to let any of that go off without the SEC being in the playoff. That's that's. So I'm the dunce, that's Mike. It. Why did I ever think in a million years that the SEC was going to be left out of the playoff that ESPN owns when, by the way, the ESPN is just about to own the SEC? Why would I think that? I'm the idiot here. This is my fault. Why did I let this happen? Why did I do this to myself? This is, this is the dumb part. 
that's why, circling back to your initial question that started all this off earlier, that is why I am not surprised that Alabama got in and Florida State did not. Congratulations. Our sport is now ESPN. You have TV execs and 13 people who don't watch all the games deciding who the teams, who the best teams are that can compete for a national title. They're deciding. Love and it. for the people that and for the people that say it's all going to get fixed next year, it's absolutely it's absolutely not going to get fixed next year. It's not okay. So the the fourth best team, okay, did they get snubbed and now they're the fifth team in? Okay, great. Fantastic. Seeding's going to matter because in the current format, in the twelve team, <laughs> in the twelve team format, there is a home game awarded to higher seeds. You're telling me that a game that could be played in Tallahassee for Florida State now has to be played in Tuscaloosa because you decided arbitrarily that one lost conference champion Alabama is better than thirteen and zero Florida State. So now Florida State's got to go on the road and play Bama in Tuscaloosa? This is not going to end. This is not going to end. It's just going to be a seeding issue moving forward. Nobody gives a shit about the 12th team. Nobody cares. That's not That's not where the discussion is going to be. It's going to be seeding. Seeding, 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 seeding. That's all that's going to matter moving forward. You're going to have these dumb debates. Teams are going to get screwed in a different way. And you're going to have 13 people deciding who's going to be the top four teams. in the Because the top four teams are still going to matter. Some of the top teams are still getting buys, Joey. It's still going to matter who the top four teams are. It's going to matter a lot. Want to talk about the bowl lineup, Mike? Briefly, we'll we'll do but we'll do bowl previews briefly. I I don't even know the bowl lineup because it was announced while my kid was eating dinner tonight. I have no idea who's playing where. I know Tech's playing in the military bowl. I'm going to try to go to Scott. Do you want to go to the military bowl? Uh, you're going to have to talk to your sister about that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to talk to my wife about that one, too. I'll try well, to sell her on it. Can we, can we be real, real clear? Uh, Scott saying you need to talk to your sister, and you saying uh, you need to talk to your wife. Mike, oh, Michael's sorry. sister. Michael's sister. Michael's yes, sister. Sorry. Michael's sister is my wife, who in a, at that point of the military bowl will be about 32 weeks pregnant. So that's why he needs to talk to his sister. My wife... <laughs> Not to be not to be confusing, but my wife, also named Caitlin, is different from my sister named Caitlin. Just want to get that out there, okay? Okay, this is not a West Virginia situation. <laughs> <laughs> this is just normal Virginia, okay? All right. So let's start there. West Virginia is playing in the Mayo Bowl, Joey. Uh, I was going to go chronologically. Um, yeah, well, I, sure. We'll start there. West Virginia is in the Mayo Bowl. Um, they're playing North Carolina. So you've got Mac Brown versus Neil Brown. Um, Battle of the Browns. Which one's going to get fired first? Um, this is... Anxiety Bowl. There were a couple of these that it really kind of felt like the ACC team got slotted for uh, geographical reasons specifically. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly... I, I don't know. I we'll, we'll get to this, how to handicap this, but like... By the way, that's at uh, that's December twenty seventh. That's Wednesday uh, at four th- or five thirty Eastern uh, in Charlotte. I lean West Virginia. I just think West Virginia might be more fired up. I think Drake May might opt out, like all this stuff. But um, we can get to that. And not uh, this is pretty good from a branding standpoint, but like not 
necessarily that great from a football standpoint. I would throw. Would have been there. better to put Virginia Tech in there, have a backyard brawl in a bowl game. That would have yeah. been intelligent thing to do. But we don't do intelligence, as we found out earlier today. Yeah, Joey. The by the way, uh, West Virginia is playing in the Mayo Bowl because the SEC didn't have enough bowl eligible teams. But that's right. That's right. I mean, I mean, uh, you have to respect that Alabama won the SEC. Right. You don't have to respect the fact that they didn't have enough bowl eligible teams to fill their slots. Right. Um, so just you know, keep that in mind. Yeah, it's a moving target, Joey. <laughs> Move those goalposts, baby. Did I mention uh, the Herbie tweet from nine years ago? I don't even remember. Uh, We've been talking you, this you, did in, you did in passing, but you didn't say explicitly what, what it said. Oh, yeah. that was Okay, so just to make sure I bring this up, um, as all this stuff was coming out this afternoon, one of the things that was mentioned was uh, Herb Street had a tweet from 2014 at Florida State fans mm-hmm. who I guess were mad at him for saying something about, you know, they might not make the playoff or something or other. He stated specifically in this tweet, if you win out, you'll be in the playoff. I don't know what you're upset about. Where's that energy, Herbie? Uh, forget that, Joey. Herb Street had a tweet in October of this year saying if Florida State won out, they'd be in. Oh, so Move those goalposts, baby. At Move some them. point, man, at, at some point, you just got to come out and be honest with us, Herbie. I love Kirk Herbstreet. Love him. Can't mm-hmm. make that any more clear. But at some do point, you love you college just football gotta, or do you love ESPN, Kirk? At, at some point, you got to be honest and just say you're shilling for your employer. Just say it. It's not that big of a deal. They're not going to fire you. You're all they got. <laughs> They're not going to fire you. If Herbstreet leaves, everybody's going with him wherever he goes. What are people got like who? What, are they going to stick around for Pat McAfee? Give me a break. Thursday, December 21st at 8 Moving o'clock on, on ESPN. Yes. It is the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, good. Syracuse is taking on South Florida, who, as we mentioned, had a banger against Alabama earlier in the year. Um, so, uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. That's fine. So, I mean, because we're doing it on power ratings, you got you to gotta take South Florida here. They played Alabama tough in September. That's right. Alabama's a playoff team, Mike. That's a quality loss. Honestly, God, I do think Adam Parker said that, that South Florida's going to beat that ass. I totally agree. They might. <laughs> I don't know what South Florida is at this point. Um, Syracuse, yeah, playing hard for an interim, but also might only be able to run the ball on offense. Like, who knows? Yeah. Friday, December 22nd at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets taking on the UCF Knights. This is the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla, Gasparilla, Gasparilla Bowl, whatever. Uh, they're playing this at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. So, sure. A rematch of the uh, regular season from a few years ago, right? From 2017, that's right. UCF's national championship season where they were... Uh, More than a few years ago. That was on the, it was on the schedule that they were supposed to play this game. Um, they did play in the 2020 year, the COVID year. That's that's uh, what I was thinking. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, I I mean I have issues with Georgia Tech going 5 and 3 in conference first bowl game in 5 years. Fan base that it will travel a little bit to a bowl game getting a bowl game on December 22nd. Really? Also in UCF's backyard. Yeah, yeah, right down the right down the road. That'll be an easy one for sure. That'll be easy. Uh, Saturday, December twenty third, at noon on ABC, the seventy six Birmingham Bowl. Is is this like the seventy sixth? 
Birmingham, like, have there been 75 beforehand? Or Duke's taking on Troy. Yeah. I, I, take well, Troy. I, 15, 15 years from now, I'm going to be like, hey, you remember the Birmingham Bowl in 76? <laughs> take Troy. Take Troy by a lot. Um, I, I was messing with you a little bit on Twitter earlier, Mike. That um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think apparently Hokies fans. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. They're, but they're dumb as shit. If uh, you know, if you're a Duke fan and you're like, man, like having to play Troy, like they're kind of beneath us. That's not the complaint you should be having. The complaint you no. should be having is we're probably going to get beat by Troy, and they, they might win that game by double digits. Like. Yeah, that's not going to be close. I don't think Phillips Phillips 76. Thank you, Adam Parker, for that. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Well, they forgot the first word in the bowl name. So there's that. Uh, what else we got? Wednesday, the 27th, the DirecTV Holiday Bowl at eight o'clock on Fox. That's Kurt the Paul number, Scott. <laughs> number 15 Louisville Cardinals taking on the USC Trojans. And that's in San Diego. I, yeah, sure. Give me Louisville, I guess. We'll preview that. Louisville plays defense. so yeah. Caleb Williams, there's yes. no way he plays in this bowl game, right? Makes one of them, yeah. Uh, 2 o'clock on ESPN, the Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com. That is the Virginia Tech Hokies taking on the Tulane Green Wave. This is in the backyard of Virginia Tech. Tulane does not have Willie Fritz. This is what I was kind of messing with you, Mike. Is if Hokies fans, if you think that you are beneath that Tulane is beneath you, um, don't watch this game because I, this might be bad news for you. I, I mean, if Michael Pratt plays, he is the second best quarterback for Virginia Tech's played all year behind Jordan Travis. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as mentioned, five thirty then on ESPN, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That is North Carolina taking on West Virginia. We will keep moving. Uh, December twenty eighth, Thursday, uh, eleven o'clock on ESPN, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. That is Boston College taking on the number 24 ACC SMU's Mustangs. God, BC is going to die in this game. I mean, what is this, 13 and a half? Oh, my God. This this is an awful matchup for Boston College. It, at least it's a home game. Basically. At least it's a home game in a baseball stadium, but that's about the best I can do. I mean, they always like, they, they always – uh, listen, they always fill up the stands in Chestnut Hill, so it'll definitely fill them up at Fenway. There are there are a lot of these matchups, Mike. That these are these are bad matchups for ACC teams. Um, <laughs> later that day, two fifteen on ESPN, Miami in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. This is in Yankee Stadium. Miami's taking on Rutgers. Um, I, I feel like this is a decent, okay matchup for Miami, except. Tyler Van Dyke's probably not playing. Like, Emery the, Williams is definitely not playing. Bowl season's the best, Mike. I love it. Uh, 545 on ESPN that day. The number 18 NC State Wolfpack taking on the number 25 Kansas State Wildcats in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. <laughs> sure. The Pop-Tarts Bowl. Where, uh, where? <laughs> by the way, uh, I am pulling this up right now. Hold because on, let I me sent- take a sip real quick because I just... Did I, te- did I text this? Pop-Tarts, too? formerly the Cheez-It Bowl, right? Yeah. Formerly the Cheez-It Bowl. Camping That's correct. Camping World. Um, Camping before or before Russell that. Still, still played in Camping World Stadium. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That is correct. The Russell Athletic Bowl. What it used to be. Um, here it is. So D- Dave Doran's going to eat the eat the Pop-Tart mascot or something. Yeah, right? that's correct. Oh, I, know what you're, I know what you're pulling up, Mike. That's correct. And I found it. So thanks for bearing with me there. 
Uh, Dave Doran was asked today during uh, press availability after he found out his bowl destination, he was asked if he was going to take a bite out of the Pop-Tart, the Pop-Tart mascot, because that's a thing that's going to happen, uh, a la Duke's Mayo Bowl, something similar. Uh, He was asked if he was going to do that. He said, man, I guess I would have to, wouldn't I? I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't do that. What flavor is it going to be? The ball rep said, I'm not at liberty to divulge that information. And then Dave Doran quickly back to him says, or her, I don't know, that maybe I'm not at liberty to answer the question. Get him, Dave. Couple seconds pass. Dave Doran says, can I chase down the Pop-Tart with a nice bourbon or something like that afterwards? Is that part of the Pop-Tart experience or not? Fair question. To which the ball rep responded with, I think we could arrange that if you want it. We will make it a little tasting. Love that. What's funny, I, I thought David said... You kiss my ass. We can kiss my ass. Oh, on loop. <laughs> you, you kiss my ass twice. Why does it default to loop? I don't know why. Anyways, okay. We're not technology people. <laughs> that could be a fun game, actually. NC State, Kansas State. That'll be, that'll be a fun one to watch. It could be. Uh, Friday, December 29th at noon on ESPN, the number 22 Clemson Tigers taking on Kentucky, the Wildcats, in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Um, that that should be an easy win for Clemson, but who the hell knows? Uh, nothing's easy with that offense. Yeah. Uh, at 2 o'clock on CBS, Notre Dame is taking on Oregon State in the Sun Bowl. I bring this up because that's an <laughs> ACC bowl slot, which, yeah, sure, why not? Put Notre Dame in there. I, no, I don't Notre know what Dame, the rules are. Notre Dame is going to win that game by 1,500. Uh, Oregon State's coach has departed to Michigan State, Jonathan Smith. DJU announced he's transferring, so he will not be playing. I assume Hartman's going to play. Like, what is he going to do, sit out and work out for the NFL? I mean, what, uh, give me a break. He's going to be like a seventh-round pick. And then finally, the ACC's bowl season ends Saturday, December 30th at 4 o'clock on ESPN as Florida State's in the Orange Bowl taking on Georgia. Uh, What happened this year with the calendar or whatever that bowl season's over basically before New Year's? They didn't want to do the New Year's Six, like, important games on New Year's Eve anymore. Since when have we... No, no, no. Like, are they doing it New Year's Eve? Or? No, no, no. Like, the, the the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the, the two playoff games. Yeah. That's New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. They're not doing on New Year's Eve anymore. They're doing New Year's Day. Yeah. No, and then and then the next, the next college football game, after those two are over, is the national title game. No. How about, like, the out, Outback Bowl and all that stuff? Is that no. on New Year's Day? No. Citrus Bowl, New Year's Day. Fiesta Bowl, New Year's Day. Uh, Rely Quest Bowl? Whatever that is, New Year's Day. That's probably that's uh, the Outback Bowl. That's the Outback Bowl. The, out, okay, all right, yeah. Um, all right, there's still those. Every, no, but every, like the end of bowl season, aside from the national title game, is New Year's Day. What? When did this happen? When did this start? There were never a lot of games. It was like a couple of bad a bowl handful, games. Yeah, sure, but I just at the very least, I don't remember the last time that the ACC was Conflict. done with bowl games before I woke up on New Year's Eve. Evan Sandage, conflict with the NFL on Sunday, maybe. So New Year's Eve is a Sunday. So that's, yeah, the NFL does not care about your bowl games, does not care about what anybody else is doing with their life. The NFL just runs games when they would normally run games. Christmas, New Year's, whatever, who cares? Um, 
I I don't know. Yeah, this is this is a strange year from a, a bowl calendar standpoint because I was looking at this and thinking about it, and that was part of what I was irritated with is that you've got three ACC bowl games before Christmas. Like that's a lot. That doesn't normally happen. And then yeah, again, we're done by December thirtieth. That's very unusual. Yep. Yeah, it has to be with the NFL. It's a full NFL Sunday on New Year's Eve. So yeah, it's got to be it. Well, enjoy your SEC versus Big Ten New Year's Eve. Is this confirmed? Verse and call. Is this just like a statement that Chad Bracey's making, like he thinks this is going to happen, or is this like confirmed? Do we know? Maybe Chad can actually answer that for us. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise. First of all, like if it's not confirmed yet, I, me. would not shock me. Why would they play here? Danny Cannell said they should just. <laughs> Danny Cannell's real mad online, which I understand. He's an FSU grad. I get it. Not confirmed. Okay, Chad. Chad says not confirmed. He just thinks that's going to happen. I agree. By the way, Chad, that wasn't a shot at you in any way. I, I just was wondering. Um. Yeah. Oh, Danny Cannell said he, that they should just boycott the Orange Bowl, which would be hysterical. I mean, I mean it'd be very funny. That. They're not. They're obviously not going to do that because of too money. much money. Money. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yes, money. There's too much money involved. They're not going to do that. I mean. I still remember from, I guess it was nine years ago that Georgia Tech went, and you see pictures of, like, the party on the beach, and there's, mm-hmm. like, a gift suite. and Yeah, I mean, you can you can show up, and you can take part in all that and benefit and all that. You could still completely mail it in for 60 minutes on the field oh, yeah. because who freaking cares? By the way, right. keep in mind, you're playing Georgia. Yeah, I mean. Who has won two national titles in a row and now is not in the playoff might be completely willing to mail it in a um, bunch mm-hmm. of guys with NFL futures, whatever. So like that might be one of the most call it unpredictable. Um, neither team gives a damn bowl games of the season. Did you see the, uh, see the screen cap of them. They're doing their uh, zoom press conference. Did you see Kirby and uh, Norvell just like neither one of them wanted to be there? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Very funny. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Kirby, you earned it. You lost yesterday. Like that that them's the breaks. That's how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, Florida Florida State Florida State deserves better. And again, I, I I am not I am not trying to defend Florida State's honor. I am not doing that. I am just defending the honor of like the sport, the conference, and my own intelligence of like, are you frigging kidding me with this? I have, one, I have one more thing. I I don't mean to belabor this point. We've been beating a dead horse for an hour and a half. But what I want to say is one last thing, because I've seen some comments here in the chat about Greg McElroy. He is such a whiny, sorry son of a bitch. He, he was talking about uh, now. Look, former Alabama quarterback. I get it. Right. In the same way Canell was salty about Florida State, McElroy was very, very happy that Alabama got in. Gotta go to bat for the shield. But Joey, listen, this was I, I'm sure you saw this today or you tuned it out like I did, but I saw I saw it after the fact. McElroy, within two minutes of each other, right? These two separate set these two separate statements were made. Florida State doesn't deserve to be in the playoff because they wouldn't be competitive with Michigan. They didn't deserve the four spot right because they don't have Jordan Travis it wouldn't be competitive so he says that and that's why Alabama should be in okay he makes that statement 
no less than two minutes later, they talk about Florida State and Georgia being the matchup in the Orange Bowl. Joey, what do you think he said about Florida State then? Oh, this is going to be a this is going to be a fantastic matchup, a really good matchup, two really good teams. It's like, yeah, buddy, that's because ESPN is broadcasting the Orange Bowl. You got to hype it up. And by the way, Alabama is now the fourth team. You're an Alabama alum. Quit insulting our fucking intelligence. This is this is the press this is the precedent of the entire thing, right? Precipice of the issue, right? We're setting a terrible precedent with what we're doing here with the TV stuff, man. Terrible precedent. We're looking for the four best teams. Georgia's one of the four best teams. They don't make the playoff. Florida State can't compete with the four best teams. Oh, but they'll compete with Georgia. Like my my brain is breaking trying to again. You're allowed to have your opinions. Don't have comp- opinions that directly conflict with each other. That that is that's where I'm I'm just insulted by the whole thing. It's it's unacceptable. Yeah. I'm just I'm sad. I'm I'm frustrated, sad, irritated like for the sport as a whole. Like Adam Parker. Know anybody that could discuss what it's like to play quarterback at a subpar level? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. His name's Greg McElroy. We put him on TV. That was an Um, SEC infomercial. He's an SEC network guy. That was an SEC infomercial today for the playoff show. That was just uh, just a freaking disgrace, man. I've I've honestly really enjoyed McElroy. In his color commentary for a lot of the games that I've seen him, really good man. Year. He's good at it. He's good at it for sure. He's yeah. good at it. Nothing against McElroy himself, but it's I like today. Him and like Herb SEC shill. I feel like he was maybe this way a few years ago, but has really kind of backed off of it. But yeah. today, like really taking up the shield. Well, we've got to put the SEC champion in. Dude, no, we do not. We don't. It's not in the criteria. We do no, not need to do that. It's not. Him and Herb Street with that, man. Two people I I think very highly of. Like I think McElroy is good at his job for all the stuff I just said. I think he's good I, I think he's a sorry son of a bitch in this argument, but I think he's good at his job. I think Herb Street is outstanding at his job, but I just can't defend that stuff today, man. Like how are we gonna have a cha- how are we gonna have a playoff without the SEC champion? You're not gonna how lose gonna to Texas it? in week two. That's how. That's how. They they lost on the field. They lost on the field. You couldn't put Bama in without Texas, but you could put Texas in without Bama. Committee chose not to do it. It's frustrating. All right. I think that's all I got. We're going to be recording bowl previews. I feel a little – I don't feel better. I don't really feel better. To be honest with you. I'm glad that we both just built on each other's points for like an hour and a half, though. That was Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. We're going to be recording bowl previews like we usually do, so be on the lookout for those. We're going to do some season recaps – with folks this year um yep. we have sponsorships and stuff now so like we're held to a certain yeah we got to do that stuff <laughs> um we were a little lazy with it last year we will be doing season recaps uh with folks and uh we'll probably mix those in with some of these bowl previews because as you guys know if you've been around a while the bowl previews tend to be shorter right um so anyway, be on the lookout for those. I have a feeling Joey and I will take a few days off. We we've, we've been going at this for uh really since like July, August. We've been going weekly 
I think we'll probably take a full week off before we record again. Uh, but just wanted to keep you all apprised of what our plans are. Yeah. So. Keep it tuned here. Um, we have done bowl previews in the past on several different types of schedules. Um, we have done them all at once. We've split them up into two episodes. We've done them day by day. We've done them one by one. I, you know, we haven't fully decided how we're going to do it yet. So, um, can't tell you what we're going to do, but if you keep it tuned here, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, hit the subscribe button on your, your podcasting app, you know, whatever you're doing, uh, we will get you prepped for all those bowl games coming up. And as Mike mentioned, also trying to do some, some postseason uh, kind of recaps for the three ACC teams so far that are not in uh, bowl games. That was uh, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, and Virginia. So going to try to get those coming your way here in the next uh, couple of weeks. But, you know, again, uh, t- time will tell with, you know, kind of what the timing on that looks like. Might take a break and uh, kind of recharge a little bit. Uh, but again, keep it tuned here. We will uh, we'll keep you updated as bowls are coming this way, and uh, you know, talk through uh, what happened with some of these teams that didn't make bowl games. That's all I've got. All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FGRS Joey at Mike McDaniel SI together at BC Podcast ACC. You can find us on iTunes. Is that Apple? Whatever. Uh, Spotify. Amazon, you know, wherever you find your, your podcast on demand, hit the follow button, the subscribe button, whatever, leave a review. We'd appreciate those who do. Uh, you can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, the longest email address on demand, basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, Mike, where else on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. We're on Instagram at BC podcast, ACC. And again, like Joey mentioned, uh, youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Subscribe, please. Mm-hmm. Please do. Please do. Uh, Mike, maybe that's all I got. You want to come back and either recap a couple seasons or, I don't know, preview some bowl games? We'll talk soon. I'll be less mad. Eh, we'll see. I'll, be, I'll, be, be. I, I'll still be mad. but no, no promises on my end. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Scott, did we forget anything? Nope. Let's check out a little spicy tonight for the first time, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone who showed up in the chat Sunday night. Appreciate even it. The, uh, even the SEC shells. Mm-hmm. Even you guys. You're welcome we, back anytime. I'm surprised No, ESPN. they're not. I banned them, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised ESPN let them off work and huh. didn't have them going 24 hours a day. What do you mean work? Shilling, shilling, shilling. What do you mean work? <laughs> <laughs> the product sells itself. That's why Alabama's in the playoff. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, for Mr. Producer Scott, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you again very, very soon. And until then, go ACC.